Welcome back, everybody. It's the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. That's right. Couldn't really mention that last week because we were waiting for the ink to be dry, but the ink is dry. This Waiver Wired podcast is now officially presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Jerry Ferrara, and fortunately for me, I am not alone, and I will never be alone as long as I have a say about it. Jennifer Piacenti is joining me as she did last week. Jennifer, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, coming off a week of crazy drafts, like every night, probably a few more to come, even though I said I'm not doing any more, you know, I have a problem. So how are you doing, Jerry? You know, so we set the stage for uh, for our audience last week. I had not uh, ever participated in an auction draft before. We spent a little time talking about auction draft strategy. And then now that I have a new friend, that is you, you got me to an mm-hmm. auction league. And let me just say, wow, everybody was right. Wow. Yeah. What a different experience. Well, just an all in all different experience. And uh, we're going to recap. We are going to recap our auction league draft. Mm -hmm. I still have two snake league drafts that actually got pushed till next week. So I got a little time to think about it. One particularly, I'm really going to ask for some of your advice. And uh, because it might as well just say it before we get into the auction draft. I was on Twitter, that wonderful app that we call Twitter, right? (laughs) The cesspool we call Twitter. (laughs) The cesspool that we call Twitter. And uh, I follow CJ McCollum, okay? Okay. Portland Trailblazers own CJ McCollum. Canton, Ohio's own CJ McCollum. And kind of put out this tweet where he's like, looking for a 12th for my my fantasy football league, real like real kind of inquiries. I don't know if you use the word inquiries. And I kind of just responded. We both follow each other. Yeah. I don't know why he follows me, but he does. And I respond. And then he instantly was like, okay, I'll DM you if you want in. And then he DMs me. And he's like, are you serious? You want in? Give me your email. Gave him my email, my number. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm in this league. I don't know anyone else is in the league I, except for CJ. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Can't believe awesome. he's letting me in. Yeah. And then it kind of hits me as then I get put into this group text with only phone numbers I know. No one. I should have asked like what the kind of stakes and rules were of this mm-hmm. of this contest because um you know there's there, I I'm not there's certain leagues I just should not be in. Let's just leave it at that. Uh certain ones that could maybe get a little uh I don't want to say pricey, but just up there. Now, fortunately for me, I had an immediate panic attack, but then that went away. It was all pretty normal by the numbers, nothing too crazy. But yeah, for a moment there, I was like, uh do I back out of this league if I like hear the terms and just say, guys, got to go? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you might have had to, right? I mean, you should have actually, I mean, generally etiquette is that as soon as you ask someone to be in your league, the first thing you do is say, it's a $200 buy-in or it's a $50 buy-in. But that, that's kind of etiquette. So I wouldn't feel too bad about it because generally that's kind of the commission's commission's job. So it's cool. Well, fortunately, like I said, it, it's a pretty standard league. Everything about it's normal uh, and cool group as I'm learning. But man, I want to win this one. I, this okay. is one I want to win because I right. feel like then I can have a little fun with CJ, maybe on Twitter, go back and forth a little bit. So that draft's coming up in a couple of days. So we might have to, I, now I'm going to have to get my mind back to snake drafting. Right. Do you have right. any we left can, or are you done? Are you officially? I, I have one more. Um, for my radio show, Alarm After Hours, we have a listener league. 
So I have one more, and I'm sharing a team with my father. It's his first time ever playing fantasy football. He's never played. Really? Um, yeah. So we had our we had our Zoom meeting today where I taught him how to do a mock draft on Yahoo. You know, <laughs> timed out the first time, didn't quite get his pick in, but by round three, we had it together. And in the end, we were projected to take second place, even though we didn't make our first two picks. So. Is he a Cowboys fan like you? He's actually not, which I don't understand because growing up, we were Cowboys fans. Like, that's what we did. I grew up in Dallas, but he lives in Houston now, and he's gone to he's gone to Houston. So he's a Texans fan, and I got to tell you, like, I, I like the Texans a little bit too. Like, how can you not be excited about Deshaun Watson? And how cool is that yeah. press conference that he had after he got that, you know, awesome contract, making him, what, the highest paid player in the league, right? Uh, he's so good at press conferences. Have you seen him, like, when he breaks down their win or their loss and what he should have done and what was happening? Like, he's so smart. I just, I adore him. That was a sneaky part of last season. Uh, I don't remember what the exact scenario was when he was doing this, but I don't know if they won or lost, but they were asking him certain things, and he just yeah. went full on, like, full film on. school. Here we go, like... Kind of is cool how he flipped it like, back on the journalist and was like, just so you know, like this is always going on a deeper level than than the media cannot see. Exactly. And he did it. He did it very patiently and not like condescending. He just broke it down. But it was like such a good point of like, look, this is what's going on in our head. We know what's going on. There's serious game going on. We have a plan and this didn't work out. And you could just see like he's very cerebral. Um, and gosh, the guy can like make plays. It doesn't matter if someone like scratches his eye. He can scramble out of it, and run around and make a play. He's a playmaker. I just, I love watching him play. You know, we spoke about Twitter earlier and uh, I, I think I had an interaction with your father on Twitter as well when we launched this show. I think he, I, he, I think oh. he threw me in the mentions and uh, let me just say he is very proud of you. I could just tell, <laughs> I could just tell by his, his tweet that he is extremely he, proud of his little yeah, girl. Yeah, he's a proud Italian father. He's got five kids, you know, loves his kids, loves being involved. And so when I started doing this, like I played, you know, fantasy baseball and football for a long time. But when I started doing it at a higher level last year, like uh, in the media, he got really excited because he felt like he could participate. And so he's doing his first team and I'm all for it. So before we get into the auction league recap, and then, you know, a lot of you still have your draft coming up. So maybe we could also, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll function as a little bit of a mock for you guys. Cause it really was in the moment, but, uh, we mentioned FanDuel earlier and, um, now that they are officially the presenting sponsor of the show, I started thinking about what cool, you know, matches, games, you know, little competitions we could do on FanDuel for daily fantasy stuff. And, Couple of things, and it's still a work in progress. We're going to try to get it all ready for for you guys going into this weekend. So we were told it could all move pretty fast. So, cool. and please jump in, Jen, if you have ideas or if some of what I'm about to say sounds terrible to you. But okay. <laughs> I'm thinking we have an obvious like a weekly game. You know, and we're working mm-hmm. on the prizes and stuff like that, and what all uh, you know what everything will be. But we have our weekly waiver wired podcast match okay however many people that might be i also think we are tracking the entire year with the weekly winners i think there will be an end of the season probably toward week 15 or 16 almost then will be like our playoff so you will have to maybe use all of your points for the whole season so even if you have one bad week you could still make it up maybe we take like your eight best weeks and just Mm kind of use that total score and the top Mm -hmm. 10 go into like this champions kind of league that's one version. And then I thought of something else that I do think will work on FanDuel for sure. You ready? 
I'm ready. I'm proud of this idea. You could totally okay. like if you I think feel it's like stupid. I have no idea what's coming here. If you think it's stupid, you should say, Jerry, that's stupid. Okay. Ready? Okay. All right. Okay. So everything I just said. And if you happen to be one of the weekly first place winners, obviously you'll receive whatever your prize is. And then as like a little side game for the winner only, you will get a head-to-head versus a mystery guest of my choice. And let me just say, that's going to range from anything from maybe some actors you might know to, you know, maybe you'll be battling my 11-year-old niece. Possible. You never know. That's my big idea. What do you think? First guess, first blush. What do you think? I love it. Can you get Tom? Uh Oh, Brady? Yeah. Maybe maybe one week it's time. No, we are not promising the audience a one-on-one versus Tom Brady. Uh, who knows? Maybe we can get some someone in the NBA to participate. So yeah. I'm going to work on that cool. on that guest list. But I thought that would be a fun little bonus game we could do on FanDuel with the listeners because I really want to get this interactive. One thing I realized after this auction draft, two things mm-hmm. I want to really bring back because I feel like they have been suffering a little bit in okay. fantasy is healthy trash talk and Mm -hmm. trades. Mm -hmm. I feel like every trade I've either been offered, I'm not going to say offering, but I just feel like it's all, it's just literally like trying to like buy a car. It's, you know, the person on the other end is just trying to screw you over. There's one league I'm in that's coming up. This draft's coming up uh, that I've been in for years. And it's like, I actually looked through the history of some of these trade offers and it's delusional. Why? Why does this happen? So I actually, I've been on this soapbox now, like all year, I've talked about this multiple times before I even met you. So it's interesting. You have the same opinion. I find it so ridiculous that people come with these ridiculous trade offers. I think it's insulting to the person you're offering it to. And at first I thought, are people doing this because I'm a girl? So they think like, I don't know. And they're trying to take advantage of me. But it's not that. It's just just all around. Like that's just what people do. And I get that you want to like, get the best you can and you have to have a negotiation point, but don't let it be like, well, you have to start somewhere. Cause you know what? I'm already annoyed at you. I'm already annoyed at you that you think you can give me Jalen Hurd for Saquon Barkley. No, that is not not a deal. You're not (laughs) buying a house. Okay. You're not, you're not rolling up your sleeves and digging in and saying, I'm negotiating for the home. I'm going to raise my family. So I want a good deal. We got to speed this process up. It's week to week. So another big idea I thought I had, uh, at least maybe we could try this out. For Twitter on Twitter, maybe we could try this out on the show. I want to kind of be the fantasy football trade mediator company, right? Okay. So, say if there's a trade in someone's league, if you're listening out there and you just feel like it's already gotten off to a bad start, bring it to us. Let's negotiate it on the show, all in good faith, and like speed this process up. I will tell, I will dismiss it right away if it's Saquon Barkley for whoever you said. Yeah, that won't even make our counsel. That will be dismissed right away. Very that's passionate fair. about this. I mean, I think I think that's what people need to realize. When you make a trade, I mean, unless you're, you know, Bill O'Brien, <laughs> then it's supposed to be <laughs> fair for both sides. You know, both players, both people should win. So, like, you know, if this person needs a better running back and you need a better wide receiver, then make a trade. You both get better. It shouldn't be about screwing the other team, right? I think that's the thing. It's like, oh, how can I screw everybody else and really win? No, it's about both of you getting better at the same time. And that's what makes the league better, too. I, I looked at this trade chat that was in whatever fan, whatever platform app we were using. I was actually able to look at last year's chat. 
And this dude was selling me a player so hard. And I kept saying, ah, I don't really love this guy. I'm kind of good where I am. But did you know uh, inside the five-yard line, he has the third most touches? I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, but did you want, like, he was selling me. If, you're, if you have to sell me that hard, there's not going to be a deal. Like, move on. He's like, he really wants you to take Gus Edwards off his hands. <laughs> Might have even been, no. that might have, you know what? Might have even been that. Might have been. Might have even like been. It. So the two things I realized after this auction draft are I want to get trade. I want to get trades to be like a real thing. I feel like they don't even happen anymore. They're real. Like mm -hmm. it's usually toward the end of the year. And like, it's usually pretty marginal. Like I want the blockbuster trades back, but like big names. I want a lot of splash. Maybe in, it's just been the leagues I'm in, but there hasn't been a good trade in years that got me excited. Uh, and the trash talk, like the the friendly trash talk, needs to kind of needs to kind of come back. Those are my two my two things I'd like to get accomplished this year. I love friendly trash talk, and I think that your parameters that you set last week, as long as it's not personal, like go for it. Why wouldn't you? That's part of the fun. <sighs> Should we dive in to the auction let's, draft results? Let's do it. Can we just start, can I just start before we talk about this auction really quickly and say there was something about this auction which was a little bizarre and which is kind of a good lesson, if you will, to everyone out there about, again, league etiquette. So my friend Steve Cozzolino is the commissioner. Steve runs it. It's awesome. It's full of awesome people. It's a 14-team league, but one guy didn't show up for the auction, Okay. So Cause was being a great commish and he was calling and he was calling until 20 minutes in. Now at that point, there's 13 other teams sitting there like I've got a child to put to bed. I've got to make dinner or whatever they have going on, right? So, and auctions are long. So finally we have to continue without him. And this was an honest mistake. He sent a letter later apologizing to us. I totally get honest mistakes. Very nice totally letter. Forgiven. Very, Very nice. nice letter. So totally forgiven. However, it did put a fly in the ointment because what happened was a bot had to do the bidding. Therefore, there was price enforcing. There were no bargains at the beginning of this draft. And of course, running decks were being thrown out first. So before Jerry and I give you some of our prices, some of them are going to sound ridiculous, <laughs> but that is actually what the market was in the room. So I just want to put that out there before we talk about how much Jerry spent on Ezekiel Elliott. Because <laughs> truth be told, he had to spend that to get Ezekiel Elliott. There was that's just the way it was. That was the market of the room. So yeah, obviously not ideal for someone's first auction draft to have a bot because nope. like you said, there, there's just no deals to be had. And I, I, I got caught on that, I think once really bad. I think it ended up working out. Well, who knows? I mean, no one knows anything yet, but we'll get to it where I thought I was being slick and doing a little bidding, you know, I, and I just got involved in something I shouldn't have been involved in. But um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my first. And then that also had another uh, sort of effect because I think while we were killing time, waiting to see when he would maybe make it to the draft, our commissioner, mm -hmm. who you mentioned, was also getting used to, I think it was Yahoo or whatever. He was getting used yeah. to, we were getting used to the new, to the site. And we so we did a bunch of like fake first picks and then kept resetting it, resetting it. But right. every time it was Christian McCaffrey Right. And there was some people in there who didn't know that, you know, it wasn't you, you real. It wasn't real. So the bidding yeah. kept going. And then I got so tired of looking at Christian McCaffrey's face <laughs> on the thing. I'm like, okay, not picking him. It took me yeah. right out of bidding on Christian McCaffrey. I was to out. I was too, for the same reason. I was just frustrated. I didn't want to deal with it. Now, 
This is because we always do this auction live. Usually we're at a bar in New York with an right. auctioneer hired. It's so great. We've never done it online and we've certainly never done it on Yahoo. It's a little bit messy. Like sure. once you get into it, it's fine. But it was it was a bit distracting. So I'm sorry that it was a slightly distracting first auction for you. No, for I you, loved it. I still love it. I love okay, it and good. I I, I cannot wait and I pray for you know, a live draft next year. Yeah, I hope wait. you can come to the live draft next year. I hope we have a live draft next year. Come on, fingers crossed. Right? Exactly. Uh, you know, I should point out, so we start off, uh, every team has $200 right. to spend on their team going in. So, and you know, right away, like we said, McCaffrey, who ended up, I think, going for a really good price because I think I don't know if many, many other people felt like me. I didn't even get involved, but McCaffrey does go one for like sixty some sixty five dollars. I think, I think maybe yeah, yeah, something like that. So initially, I then I immediately feel like that. Okay, all right, so that's that's actually a good price. This is going to be so good. I think whoever it was, Saquon or whatever, the second running back who went, it was like seventy dollars, <laughs> and. One thought I had, and we talked so much about it last week, I really thought in my mind, my strategy was I have to get one of the big three or four, like McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliot. I had to get one of them. And then uh, Elliot was on the board. And, you know, I clicked $44, $54. Then once you start getting to 65 it's like, okay, now I'm officially potentially spending more on him than McCaffrey. Right. What were you thinking when you saw me going back and forth on your boy, your Dallas yeah. Cowboy, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott? I was in on him briefly, and then I decided to get out because I thought I was getting a little high, and I had a, a pivot. But I thought you should get him. I thought you should go for it. You know, there are very few, you know, real workhorse backs. He's one of them. And the fact is, you can still get a lot of value later in the draft. And this is what happens, guys. This is something that they may not explain to you. Sometimes it is best to get the very first person off the board, even though it seems like a lot of money, because what happens is after those first two or three go, then you get to that middle round and you start panicking. You're not going to get a good one. And those players end up going for a little more than they should. And then when you get to the bottom of the tier, those bottom people go for way more than they should, because you're worried that, you know, once you get to that next tier where you start talking about Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, people might be a little more injured, you know, people start panicking. So I know end the up feeling with strange prices. Yeah. I mean, I spent too much on Dalvin cook. I spent $65 on Dalvin cook. I still feel really good about my team, but you know, and everybody had to spend a lot on running backs. That's how it turned out. So we really didn't spend, you know, a ridiculous amount because we were all playing with the bot. We were all playing on the same playing field, but what would happen is if there was a value for a player and the bot thought, no, it was worth more. The bot would just bid. <laughs> And yeah, I there were no got, deals to be had. I think he got like Camara and and Saquon or something. The bot literally got like yeah. Really I, top I think players. it's actually uh, I think it's like Camara and Henry. I think or Saquon yes, and Henry or something, something like, like that. someone has two yeah. monster running backs. So a lot of my strategy in snake drafts in the last couple of years has usually been load up on two running backs early because wide receivers deeper. I just I. I I got scared. So I got Zeke, you got Dalvin Cook, and you kind of waited a little bit. You know, a lot of running backs went off the board when Dalvin Cook came around. So I see why you had to kind of, I kept looking at your money and I'm like, okay, she still has all 200 bucks and you weren't really bidding. I'm like, who is she waiting for? I was so curious. (laughs) And the other person I really wanted was Austin Eckler. So I wanted to pair Cook and Eckler. And then Eckler came out and it just started going so high that I chickened out. I mean, Eckler went for... 
I don't remember. I think it was high 50s or low 60s. Like he was up there because I thought I was going to get him for a deal. No, no, no. There was no deals. Mm -hmm. Well, this is also a Cracker Jack League on top of the bot. So it was just like, I mean, it was rough. But uh, who was your second running back? Well, we're going to save that for a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about that. that just yet because um, there's a story there. There's a story mm-hmm. behind that. So got, got Ezekiel Elliott, felt really good. Um, you know, then I'm like, okay, I had the choice of kind of all these running backs come off the board. Now I'm dealing with running backs who are really like split carry-ish. Right. You know, maybe they're like 60, 40 in their favor, 65, 35 in their favor. Or I'm looking at, and I think it was only, um, I think there's only one receiver. I think only Michael Thomas is off the board, or maybe there's two receivers off the board. And then I saw Mike Evans and I just, I just, I, I, I just realized something too. I liked the action. I just saw the action. I came in at like 25 bucks and then it actually went all the way down to three and someone reset it all the way to $32. So my first two purchases were Ezekiel Elliott and then Mike Evans for $32. And then what do I do right after that? The very thing I said I would not do, don't worry about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks don't need to, there's so many, you're good. I love pairing a receiver and a quarterback. I just think you have to do it. I like it too. What team is Mike Evans on? He's on the Tampa Bay Bucks. And what are the initials of Tampa Bay? TP. I spent $7 on Tom <laughs> Brady. $7. Maybe it's because I told the Entourage golf story last week and that was it. But I, my eyes just lit up like, I, oh my God, it's going to be like yeah. Brady the Moss all over again. That's what I thought in my head. Well, Mike Evans said on his uh, Twitter account or an interview last week that Tom Brady's the best and he intended to help him be the best too, make him the best too. So look, those two guys, I, I don't mind it. I like it. Well, I don't mind it either, but you know, Mike Evans is a pretty vertical receiver. Tom Brady, at least with New England, and he didn't really have many vertical threats. The deep ball certainly was, hmm, wasn't really there. A lot of intermediate stuff. So I'm really kind of caught out in the open there. And then from that moment, I'm like, okay, the draft is going, the draft is going. And again, I'm still needing, I I need a running back still. And Mm -hmm. they're all still going now because now the panic has set in for a lot of people who do not have any running backs. So those like second tier, maybe you hope you could get, I I mean, Eckler, I I was way off on Eckler, his his price actually, he was like the fourth highest or whatever, but there was a few running backs I thought I could get. And by this point, I only have $80 left and these running backs are still going for 50. So I just said, all right, I'll grab a running back later. Let me build a wide receiver core. Got a really good price on Keenan Allen, uh, $17. I thought that was some decent value price. there. Mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs, who I said no no New Yorkers, Buffalo Bills. I always like having that third receiver be someone who could just take the top off of the defense and go for 180 and three touchdowns, all deep stuff. And I didn't really feel like I had, I mean, Mike Evans, obviously, I, I kind of doubled up with a, a speedy receiver who I think it's going to be a little up and down. Again, another $17 receiver. What did you think of that receiver core? So um, I love the Mike Evans, absolutely love Mike Evans. And I really love Keenan Allen for 17. I'm not a fan of Stephon Diggs because I just don't think that Josh Allen is accurate enough to hit Stephon Diggs, even if he's the side of a 
bus. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, like, I just think that's the problem with Stefan Diggs. I, I liked him better. I, I wish he had gone somewhere else. However, he's still going to get his work. You know, he's going to get some in there. I just feel like he probably could have spent less on Stefan Diggs. That being said, I could be completely wrong. I just think that Josh Allen needs to work on his accuracy. And the problem, he has the strength. Don't get me wrong. He definitely has the strength. So he can throw it to Stefan Diggs. He just needs to be accurate when it's that deep. So I'm, I'm just see. hoping for that fourth quarter madness that he brought yes. last year, Josh. I'm, I'm hoping for more of that fourth quarter, you know, madness where I think they're one of the highest scoring teams in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. last year. Um, there was something that did happen. And then I want to turn it to your team after this. There was yeah. something that did happen uh, in between, I want to say, Evans and Keenan. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was something that happened and I left out, which also affected the running back thing. Uh, Travis Kelsey got proposed for a ah. bid and I was just trying to bid up part of my like, Oh, I'm smart. <laughs> I know how to do this. And he was, you know, the bidding was actually a little slow. Like at one point it looked like someone might get him for like $24. And I'm like, there's no way I can't let that happen. So I think I bid $30 and I think someone came back with like 33. I got all the way up to like, all right, 37 thinking maybe I could push this guy to 40 and maybe that's an overpay. Nope. He stopped bidding after $35 and I inadvertently ended up with Kelsey. I will say I was not trying to win that bid with my whole heart. Well, I think it could work out for you still though, because I think actually $35 for Kelsey is a great price. It's actually a $37. Yeah. Okay. But if you think about it, Kelsey's essentially a receiver, right? I mean, he gets so much. I mean, he He's one of the favorite targets of Pat Mahomes in a crazy offense. I think you're fine there. You know, in a snake draft, he goes in the second round. Right. Well, now we could turn to your team because someone I was really hopeful to get for a decent price, which I thought Uh-oh. was a little bit, he would be a little bit of a risk, but I was fully willing to take that risk. And man, was I off on his price. Now you have Dalvin Cook. I don't know mm-hmm. if the, do you remember who exactly your second pick was? Was it uh, uh Alan Robinson, maybe? Second pick. No, it wasn't Alan Robinson. That was later because I was hoping he would fall later. So that I think it might have been. Might have been. Well, I could tell you the player I wanted that I thought I was going to get that you just blew me out of the water Uh-oh. for was Cam. Cam Akers, Rams running oh. back. Yeah. So I, yeah. I thought I could have filled him out as my as my <laughs> second running back. Maybe I would have got like, you know, $25 and then I would have been turning to the the dollar menu. And no, yeah. you were you were in you're in on him, huh? I was in on him. Yeah, I'm in on him. But also because of like the point it was in the draft where we were again, we were about to drop another tier, right? Of running backs. And we saw like how much turnover has even happened since our draft. We've had Adrian Peterson cut and signed with the Lions. We've had Leonard Fournette cut. We've had like crazy stuff going on already. And so when you think that you know someone's going to have a job, you spend more money on them. I'm pretty sure Cam Akers is going to have a job because Henderson's still a little banged up and Todd Gurley's gone. And sure, Malcolm Brown is still there, but I still didn't want to spend $31 for him. It was too much money, but I felt like I needed a good second running back and I didn't want to have to go down to that final tier where it was like, you know, Adrian Peterson and Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore. 
Well, <laughs> okay. Funny you just say that. And then I, I did like, so yeah, Cam Akers, and then you filled it out nicely. You built out a really nice, dangerous receiving core for good prices. Allen Robinson for $35, mm-hmm. DJ Shark for $22. And then another player we kind of butted up heads a little bit. And I just decided to back away because I did not think I was going to get him for whatever money I had left. And I didn't want this many Cowboys on my team. Michael Gallup. Now, how you okay with having someone on your favorite team? Definitely am because it helps it when I watch the watch the game to have someone to really root for. So I'm always cool with that. I like to have a couple of the players from my team on my fantasy team so that I can kind of double root. It makes it more exciting. It also makes it more frustrating when they, you know, stink. Well, I am praying that I, I am praying I play you week eight. Do you want to know why? Yeah, I do. Because that's Will Fuller's bye week. And I don't ah! want to be the guy that plays you the week Will Fuller has 225 yards receiving and four touchdowns because he's going to do that to someone. So let's talk about the Will Fuller pick. I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about him on the last uh, oh, episode. Yeah. Ultimate so home when- run threat. Totally. So when Will Fuller came up for bid, it was much later in the draft. And I was so grateful for it that people had already spent their money. And I already had all my wide receivers. So this is exactly the situation, friends, where you should buy Will Fuller because he's your flex. So you're not you're not like pinned down. You're not like, oh, God, he's only giving me eight games. All you're doing is like he's healthy this week. I'm going to hit a home run and you're putting him in your flex. And he was 10 dollars that's great value i'm rolling him out first week versus the chiefs because you know that's going to be a shootout and we know he's healthy so i'll at least get one good game out of him he's just the guy that you know if you're up 20 and then you're playing i'm playing you i'm up 20 but you still you know it's the texans colts sunday night game i'm like oh i gotta watch this game with will fuller just out there ready to just kill me at any moment. And so I'm, I'm just, I think he's the player I'm most afraid of in the entire NFL. I'm so glad that we share the Will Fuller love and or hate because so many people have strong opinions. Like they just hate him, but like you're with me. You're like, I love him. Actually. I just need him to stay healthy, but you don't hold it against him. You just know that's part of who he is. So, uh, oh, and another real sneaky, uh, I got caught again, trying to bid up because again, I always pick kicker defense last. Always. That's just what I do. Kicker defense last. You cannot tell me, yes, I'm sure Greg Zerline's going to be fantastic. Robbie Gould's going to be fantastic. But you really don't know who the next best three to five kickers will be. And it's almost like that with defense. You could kind of hedge on the Bills and, you know, a couple of top tier defenses. And after that, who knows? So I always usually leave them for last. I somehow got caught. In a Buffalo Bills bid, and I ended up getting, I ended up paying four dollars <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills defense. I was not trying to do that. Oh, I was just trying to bid teams. them up again. They were going to go for a dollar, and I didn't want yeah. that to happen. So it went one, two, three, four, and then the other guy stopped. I did not want the Bills to go for a dollar. I thought I was protecting the league. Yeah, yeah. And now I have two but- New York things on my roster. <laughs> I'm sorry. Terrible. But it could be okay. The Bills will be a really good defense. So at least you didn't do it with, you know, a bum defense. What are you most concerned about on your roster? We covered pretty much most of your starters. You know, you got the Pittsburgh yeah. defense. You got Prater, a kicker. Um, what are you most concerned of? Is there anything that you're just like, oh, I got to sweat this part out? 
Yeah, so I don't love my tight end. I ended up going with Dallas Goddard, but I also saw that there were some tight ends I can stream still on the wire. Jack Doyle's still out there. Irv Smith is out there. So that may be what I do. So that's one thing I don't love. I don't have a Travis Kelsey there. Like, you got a lock there. I'm going to have to work on that. I also just always worry about running back depth. I mean, my starter is Dalvin Cook, right? I mean, this guy is an injury risk. He's so good when he's good. Now, I did get Alexander Madison for $2. Someone in the league was smart enough when we were all in dollar days to throw him out for a dollar and not let me throw him out for a dollar. But I had enough money, so it was fine. I had my $2 ready. Um, So, yeah, I would just say it's just depth. I have Duke Johnson as well, who I think could be okay certain weeks. And I don't really trust David Johnson to stay completely healthy or who knows what they're going to do. So I feel pretty good about that. But And I have Raquel Armstead who the Fournette news had just come out. Now, of course, he's sidelined with COVID, so I don't know. But So I'm sure I'm going to have to dig around for running back depth and tight end depth. But I like my quarterback. I got Russell Wilson. It's my first share of Russell Wilson. I really love that I got Russ. So, and he was $8. So $8. I you like only spent one buy. more dollar on Russ than I did Brady. He's projecting <laughs> to get about 60 more points than Brady. So yeah. uh, I, I, I didn't want to make any emotional decisions. Um. Before we move on, we're going to take a quick break to talk to you about FanDuel. The Waiver Wire podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel Fantasy. Sports are finally back. Basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball, golf, and more. And football is right around the corner. (laughs) And what does that mean? Fantasy football is right around the corner. (laughs) Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season. No deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you could win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Jen, why do you play on FanDuel? I play on FanDuel because I can win real money, Jerry. Who doesn't love real money? Yeah, I play on FanDuel because I get to pick a new team every game because uh, I don't win a whole bunch. But when I do, it's kind of nice to know that uh, I get a fresh chance each and every week. And I'm not just beholden to one team for the rest of the season. Absolutely. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free this NFL season. No deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry into a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com slash WaiverWired or download the FanDuel Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. And while we're here, let's talk about Manscaped. Fantasy football draft season is upon us, and due to quarantine, it is very possible you haven't trimmed the grass on the field in a very long time. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your hygiene is as good and safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Oh, and since it's been a long time, maybe you want to go with the Lawnmower 3.0, which is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANTASYSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com 
and use the code FANTASYSHOW. On with the show. Now, let's get back to the elephant in the room, which I like to call my number two starting running back. So, after Cam is now off the board, and I keep, I keep looking at the running back list, I'm like, okay, there's... You know, we got the rookie on the Colts and and there's still a few guys, you know, Detroit's got like four running backs every year. You don't know. I can't afford anybody, anyone. I am at like a $6 max bid before I'm on the dollar menu. And every time I take swings with, with people I think I need, it's just $7, $8. I keep getting outbid. So it got so bad. I I couldn't, I don't have a number two running back that is actually a starter. On the roster right now, and a lot of you listening, and maybe we'll shut this podcast off and say, this idiot does not know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> it's, it's a reach of all reaches, and I don't ever root for injuries, but a lot of things need to happen. But of all the backups in the NFL, the designated I am not starting nor getting 65% of the carries, my number two running back is... Boston Scott. Now that is not by design. That is not by me thinking I'm smarter than anybody else. There legitimately was no one left that I could afford. And I think that's going to be the thing that sinks me unless, you know, I know Miles Sanders is having some injury issues and we're going to have someone join the podcast in the coming weeks uh, who is an injury expert. I've actually worked with him before on my FanDuel podcast. So, uh, we're gonna to get to do all of your injury questions. He 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 has some pretty good uh, insight to it. But I'm running Boston Scott out there week one. So I have a recommendation. Speaking of our trade talk, what about trading Travis Kelsey for a second running back? I bet you could do that deal, and you could stream a good tight end. I know because I'm still thinking about Jack. You know, you said such, such wonderful things about Jack Doyle last week, and. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the tight end pool like is like Jarwin pretty, is still out there. There's a few yeah, options like, out there. I think Chris Herndon, like there, there, you could stream him. Maybe there's moves to make at tight end for sure. But I then after the panic set in said, okay, um, I got to get real creative right now because this is going to be terrible. So I really, I always intended on going wide receiver for flex. It's just something I like to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially in a PPR league, I don't know. I just think that you have a better chance of getting a big number from your flex than trying to guess which running back might get 10 touches. So I also have, um, this was the guy I wanted for someone on my list of just get this guy, even if the price is a little high. And I think I got him for a good price. Uh, Christian Kirk. Now I think that Deandre Hopkins is going to probably draw a lot of attention over there. So I'm hoping that frees things up for Kirk a little bit. And I also fell victim to, uh, Call of Duty, Warzone, free plug right there. Uh, I got, I was in a tournament with Christian Kirk, and you know what? He's an exceptional Call of Duty Warzone player. So I just felt like maybe those vibes will actually, <laughs> I don't know. It's based on nothing. No one should draft Christian Kirk first, but if Christian Kirk is good this year in fantasy, I'm going to take credit because I spotted some unique talents in Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> I think Christian Kirk is an excellent, excellent choice. Got him for five bucks. Yeah, five bucks for Christian Kirk. That could have been the steal of the draft, honestly. Like, he's not going to be the only receiver that Kyler Murray uses. And they have crazy, crazy air attack. 
So yeah, you're gonna have DeAndre Hopkins, and DeAndre Hopkins gonna get you know shadowed, and Hopefully. they're gonna have to go to to Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald could even still get some of the action. So I don't see that. I think that's a great, great $5. Well, I'm just hoping that he makes up for what I'm lacking at number two running back. I'm hoping that, uh, while I get, you know, while I get maybe like three points from Boston Scott, I'm hoping Christian Kirk makes up the difference. But, um, (laughs) I tried hard to get Fournette. I knew I had to get creative with some like draft and stash and hope for like better days to come. So, and Fournette, while we were drafting, was still unsigned at the moment, and I missed out on Leonard Fournette. He actually went for a good price, and then, of course, as we're wrapping up the draft, he signs with Tampa Bay. Right. I don't know if I love the run game getting a bolster when I have Brady and Evans, but I like Leonard Fournette a lot. But I did, and I, I don't want to know if you have any info on this because I've been searching because I have a vested mm-hmm. interest now, and this could help and maybe save my season and my team if Devonta Freeman finds a team. Cause I drafted him for a good price. He's got him for a dollar. I got him for a dollar. He's talking with Jacksonville, right? Is that a real possibility? I think it's a real possibility because what they're coming out with, they, I mean, they got Raquel Armstead, you know, out for a while. They've got Chris Thompson who's their pass catching back. And then they've got, um, this, a couple of Zebo and then another kid Robinson who we yeah. never heard of until all of a sudden, and they're so sure that he's so good. And that's what helped them make the cut. Uh uh-uh, uh, no way. Sorry, that's just selling you something you're not supposed to buy. So I do think that's possible. Now, you know, at the beginning, Devonta Freeman was maybe going to be in Philly, maybe he was going to be all these other places, but he was asking too much money. I think he's come down to earth, and at this point, like he'll just he'll take a contract where he gets paid and he can play because otherwise he's sitting out. So and nobody desperately needs him. I mean, it's pretty clear. I think that Jacksonville's probably just going to tank for Trevor. You know, right. like why not? So I, I think that it's very possible that Freeman will sign for an inexpensive amount. And I think that was a smart shot to take because and the other reason why is because with COVID and with shortened camps, there's more likely to be injury. I mean, remember last year, Beast Mode signed yeah, like a few weeks since this season. So this can happen. So I think that was a smart buy. I think it was a smart lotto. Still take. not a good feeling knowing that you are hope your 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 number two running back is not on a team right now. (laughs) That's not great. That's not great. And then I I just said, you know what? While we're doing the draft and stash, because I'm so top heavy, uh, got Alshon Jeffrey for a dollar. Which was a great buy. And he's not going to be ready till what they're saying, at least what, week four, maybe five, seven. And the whole Eagle, like all the whole Eagles offense is banged up at this point. So that's someone that I will be, hopefully if he comes back healthy and is uh, looks like Alshon, maybe that's someone I could trade down the line for a uh, a guy who gets 30% of the carries that I could put at number two running back. So it was very different than a normal snake draft where you just know, even you know you're going to get, and especially too, the 14-person league is yes. also a huge difference. 12-team snake, you know you're going to get a second running back who gets almost 50% of the touches. Right. I kind of underestimated that. And if I would do it all over again, I, I maybe would just get a second running back in there strong. 14 teams is hard. Um, an option is difficult too, especially when you have, like we said, like a bot bidding in the room. So we threw you into the deep end. <sighs> so 
scale of one to 10, my first ever auction draft, 10 being like, I think you have a chance to win the whole thing. One being like, uh, you just basically calling me dead money. Um, how do you, how do you, what's my report card? I'm going to give you a six. Okay. But I think you have to make some moves. I mean, I don't think you can win with this roster. Um, but remember, <laughs> that to hear. but you can make some moves because you can get the waiver wire, but basically it's that second running back. I mean, that's the thing that we just have to fix. That being said, if Miles Sanders gets one injury, you're set, you're done. Like you're fine. So it's, and it's so much luck. I have an offer for you. <laughs> okay. I'm Are you ready? I'm Would you like to hear an okay. offer? Yeah, make me an okay. offer. Okay, maybe an offer. I can't refuse. Um, hmm, no, you'll never do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was gonna make you an offer for Dalvin Cook, but I don't know who you have as your star running. Well, yeah, no, I, I can't. D- Dalvin is Dalvin Cook off is the table? The, he's off the table. He's not on the block. Cam for Kelsey. Cam Akers for Kelsey. Would you even entertain that? And maybe we do some throw-ins, sweeten the pot a little bit. I'll think about it think about it but i'm also a little worried about my running back depth is that an offensive first offer like i was no, talking that is about not earlier an, that is absolutely not an offensive uh first offer because you just offered me the number one tight end for like the number 12 running back right we that, may have that's to a like very do a, good offer it's just may, a matter of what i need you know so like that's actually an extremely fair offer and then maybe i throw in boston scott <laughs> you can throw in boston scott and then I'll be running with Cook and Scott. But Look, I'm not Travis gonna lie. Kelsey. I am. I am looking forward now. Uh, auction was great, and it is the only way to go. But I am looking forward to a nice, relaxed snake Easy draft. Snake draft. <laughs> I'm looking forward because man, I like I just not sweating and just I might do the snake draft from bed with a glass of wine, watching some basketball or something. That's how I do it. <laughs> I actually, literally did do one with like I think I was having a burrito and a glass of wine. It was awesome. <sighs> With the baseball game on. Perfect. Now, I do want to also point out, uh, and thank you, by the way, for for getting me in, in that draft. Uh, oh, I do want to point out, my wife is already starting. She's, she's starting to chirp a little bit. Okay. She's starting to chirp. You know, she now knows Labor Day means like, okay, that's like the last Sunday before all hell breaks loose and Sundays are no longer belong to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. So she's already talking a little trash about the fan duel head to head thing. Um, do you, ha- it's way early. We're taping this mm-hmm. on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. It's way early. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, fan duel lineups and overall weekly lineups probably on the Thursday show. But is there anyone for, let's say for a fan duel team that you're putting together that is jumping out at you week one, you don't have to give out your best, best picks right okay. now, but who are two or three guys you may want to discuss right now? So here's some, here's the thing I've already peaked because this is how I am. I get so excited. And I think the number one person everybody's going to want to play is George Kittle, right? George Kittle. Remember last year, how bad Arizona was versus the tight end. Yes. And San Francisco, by the way, has no receivers. Everybody's injured. It's going to be the George Kittle show versus Arizona. He's absolutely going to smash. He's $8,000 on FanDuel. So Mm. If I want to roster George Kittle, I got to save money other places. So I found a couple of guys and I have a few, but I'll just, I'll drop a few because I want to help you beat your wife. Okay. Let's, oh, I like, I like where this is going. Okay. So have you heard of a guy named Zach Moss in Buffalo? 
I ha- he is a res- pass-catching running back, correct? Who, it appears, may be taking over the job from Devin Singletary. Oh, is that He's coming a- out of camp? Yes. Wow. It looks like it may be the Zach Moss show. He is at $4,700 right now. They're <sighs> facing the Jets. Mm-hmm. Even if he's only getting half the touches, he's going to be the end zone guy, we think. 4700 4700 wow. Opening price for Zach Moss. I have a feeling if he takes over this job, he's not going to be $4,700 again, and certainly not versus the Jets. So that's a great one. Receiver-wise, I got a few here, but I'm looking at right now Anthony Miller. He's the number two target in Chicago. They're facing Detroit, $5,300 versus Detroit, the number two receiver. Now, it's true. I mean, we have a starting quarterback in Chicago now officially, right? Has that, right. Is that battle over now? At least for week one. <laughs> And it is, it's going to be. And how do you, and, and does that, you still have the faith in that pick, right? I mean, I, I do. I hear I what do. you say. Okay. I do because they played together last year. I don't really think that Nick Foles, I mean, do I think Nick Foles would have been an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, probably. But you know, actually Mitch got better as the season went along. Um, and I don't think, I mean, Allen Robinson was a monster last year playing with Mitch Trubisky. So I still think the receivers can be, um, Useful and for fifty three hundred dollars, another receiver fifty two hundred dollars. Hunter Renfro facing oh. Carolina, right? Yeah. So again, a trash defense. So you're gonna have plenty of time to to get out there and make plays. Hunter Renfro had a great rapport with Derek Carr at the end of last year. Fifty two hundred dollars. And remember, guys, we're not saying like this is not like hey, they're gonna do as well as Julio Jones. This is like we're giving you these guys that are have a good shot to have a decent game so that you can afford Julio Jones. <laughs> now I'm looking at the matchups and I, 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 I mean the shootouts to me, is that Tampa Bay, new Orleans game? That has to be a shootout, right? Doesn't it? I would think if so. logic applies, that's the logic. I mean, look at the new Orleans, San Francisco game last year, that shootout. So I imagine Tampa Bay, and I just, I can't wait to see this. I cannot wait to see Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Yeah, I'm looking around. I mean, you might have, I mean, week one for you, Russell Wilson against Atlanta, you know, that could be, you could really get some points going there. I'm looking around and I'm trying to find the shootouts. I have a funny feeling too, and we should maybe, you know, we talk about doing like our FanDuel futures and we were talking about maybe doing over under wins and stuff like that. We could maybe wrap up with just doing our division, the NFC East. Yeah. Let's just to do go, it. and maybe we'll, we'll kind of go division by division, and we'll, maybe we'll finish out the rest on the Thursday show. Cause then by yeah. that point, we will have talked about who to pick, what prices are right, all that. By Thursday, we're setting lineups. So That's right. I think we could maybe do a little uh, over under wins uh, on the FanDuel futures and then just get everybody's lineup set and then just buckle up for the ride. So, um, yeah. But I like to, do you have any other uh, fan? You want to save some more FanDuel picks for no, Thursday? We'll or? save some. We'll save some for Thursday. Those are just some early looks. If you guys want to go ahead and set a roster and put it in before any prices change, because I have a feeling Zach Moss could change. And can the Giants beat Pittsburgh on Monday night, September 14th? 
We haven't seen Roethlisberger in a year, and he's he's skinny Ben now. He's not big Ben. He's thin Ben. He's thin Ben, and he says that his arm feels better than ever after the surgery. Oh uh, well, great. That's just fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. Do you want to finish out with some some over unders in the NFC East for wins? Because uh, I I know that's where our heart is, but let's, let's really try to leave our hearts out of this and just. Like, think about this. Like, if we were going to invest, if this, if we were going to, you know, make an investment in the futures, mm-hmm. this is who we really would pick taking. We'll make it business and not heart. Let's do it. All right. So on FanDuel, I'm looking at Washington football team right now. Mm-hmm. The over five is minus 120 and the under five is plus 100. What would you do? I, you know... I, I tend to like the odds on the over. Like the, I think that's like a, a decent bet, but I just and, and I am I am by no means an expert. I am just a fan like everybody else who watches every minute of the football. I I don't see a path for six wins. I just I don't, don't see it. So I don't want to lay that kind of odds for the under, but um I think that I would go under five for sure. Is it five and a half or is it five? It's just five. Right. Uh I would go under. I mean, I actually think it could land right on the number. I actually would love to just go right at right for five, right. like land right. right on the number like roulette. But I just don't see the path for six. Do you? I don't either. They're going to have to face the Cowboys. They're going to have to face the Eagles. I mean, I guess the only path would be that only the Cowboys and the Eagles are, you know, pretty good. Um, but, you know, they're going to have a little lighter matchup with the Giants. But I think the Giants are going to beat them. So, yeah, I don't I don't see it. I would take the under. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's do the Eagles next. We'll save okay, the Eagles. Let me find the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Over nine and a half or under nine and a half? It's really the toughest one to probably call in a division because it is so health based with them. Obviously, they mm-hmm. they got a lot of talent. That's not the problem. It's it's health based. Nine and a half. I would go under because I just don't know. I mean, it's. You don't see a lot of 11-win teams in the NFC East. You know, 10 is like a lock for the division. Uh, that's a perfectly placed line. If it was just even money for both sides, I would I would lean under, and it would really just be injury-based. I think if they're healthy, I think they get to 10 or 11 easily. So under is minus 130 and over is plus 110. I would go over then just because, you know, I would just go over. I, would, I think I would take the over on that. And just pray for the health. What do you think? I would take the under. I would definitely take the under. I mean, I know that it doesn't pay as much, but I just don't think they're going to get over nine and a half because when I look at it, like you said, with the health, I I just don't think, I think it would be risky even if they're healthy for them to be over nine and a half. So meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys have the same win total, nine and a half over or under. Under. No, I'm sorry. I'm just being a. So with the Giants and the Cowboys, let's. Is let's, Sal let's, is Sal listening? Is Sal listening right now? Did you hear what he just said? I just want to let's point out specifically. Let's specifically go out on a limb and do the and like actually pick the actual wins we think are going to happen for our teams, okay. right? Yep. So Dallas Cowboys. It's so hard not to make this all personal. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's going to be another. 
I think it's actually going to be a three-car race. I think the Giants are going to be in that race. I think they're going to surprise some people, at least for a I little while of the season. I, I, I think the Cowboys will get to nine wins. I think they will get over nine wins because I think they're easily going to take both versus the Giants, both versus Washington football team. So that's four right there. Um, they'll at least split with the Eagles. That's five. They'll beat the Bengals. That's six. They'll beat uh, the Browns. That's seven. They'll beat the Falcons. That's eight. They'll probably beat the Rams. That's nine. And then they only have to beat either another one against Philly, uh, the Seahawks, the Vikings. They could beat the Vikings. So, yeah, I'm taking the over. But wait a second. Why, why, why? 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 I got to say this again. Why Why? are they 4-0? Versus the Giants and the Redskins, what 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 leads you to that thinking? And and even uh, even the Rams just being like, a, we'll probably beat the 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 team that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Why? Yeah, two years ago. Oh, because they have Mike McCarthy. Because they didn't change their OC. Because now they have CD freaking Lamb. Because they have one of the best O lines. Because they have Zeke Elliott. Because they have Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Because they're going to be dominant because they're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Because they're America's team, Jerry. They're America's team. You're blaming Garrett. You, yeah, I mean, did, did I Sal put you I up am. to that? You're blaming Garrett for, yeah, for they, going you know eight, what we did? eight we last year? We sent him over to you. We sent him over to you. Good luck, New York Giants. Have now, you fun. were 4-0 and last year yeah. versus the Giants and the Redskins, but that which was response. That was half your yeah. victories. Lost mm-hmm. to New Orleans, lost to Green Bay, lost to the Jets. That was my personal favorite. Yeah, that was uh, I couldn't really go wrong in that game. Yeah. Loss of the Vikings, Patriots, yeah. Bills, Bears, and then the Eagles at the end of the season. It seems like any team that's like semi-decent, it was just not the thing. And you're blaming Garrett. Okay. Well, I don't know if uh, I would yeah. say the victory against the, the Ram. All right, let me look. He made some bad choices. If you actually watched those games, some really poor coaching choices. And I really just think that they're in it to win it. I think when they chose CeeDee Lamb, when they got that lucky, when he just fell to them, I think it ignited them. I really just don't see a way. You know, Dak is playing for a contract. He's in a contract year. There's just so much that says the Cowboys are going to have a huge offense this year. All right. I'm literally doing the games in my mind right now. Ready? Loss against the Rams. Win against the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Loss against the Seahawks. I'm going to go bold right here. Week four, Browns, you guys are going to get, you guys are in for a rude awakening when you come into Cleveland. That's a loss for you guys. You guys are one and three after four. I'll give you week five against the Giants. I'll give You're you week six and You're seven. You're not losing to Baker Mayfield. Against the Cardinals no. and the Redskins. Loss against the Eagles. Now you're four and four after eight. Loss against Pittsburgh, four and five. Loss against Minnesota, four and six. Win against Washington, against five Minnesota. and six. Loss against Boston. You're now five and seven. Then you beat Cincinnati, six and seven. Loss against San Francisco, six and eight. And I got you winning out against the Eagles and the Giants to go eight and eight. Your Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen. I just did it. I just did, I just read the future in my little crystal ball. Eight so and eight Dallas you, Cowboys. So then you're predicting the Eagles to take the division? Uh, yeah. Or, or the Giants. You want me to do the Giants? I'll do the Giants I mean, next. somebody has to win. The right? Giants will win the division this year. The Giants will win the division this year. Printed. Because everyone falls asleep on them. And when you fall asleep on the Giants, 
That's when they surprise you the most. We're going to, I know it's not Eli Manning anymore, but the Giants are going to be in the mix for the division. But I do think, I do like the Eagles for the division. Well, okay. I like the Cowboys for the division, obviously, because it's the right choice. And the Giants, I also do like. I do think they'll be better than people are giving them credit for, especially for fantasy purposes. Like, you know, I absolutely agree. But uh, the Giants, they're, uh, want me to give you their over under in totals? Uh, let me guess it. Giants wants, over under win totals. Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess. Do you have like a stress ball or anything you can squeeze? No, I'm going to guess. I think I could guess it right. Um, All right. Okay. If I know uh, six and a half without six. looking. Six. six. Oof. Six. Over all day. What, what are the odds on the over? Over is minus 115. And under is minus 105. So you may as well take the over. Over I mean. all day. I agree. Over all day. I'm with you. Over all day. Um, however, if they're over <laughs> and the Eagles are under and the Cowboys are only four and four, then how many is Washington going to win? I, well, then I guess we got to go, like we said, under Washington. Maybe it's two. I don't know. I'm Listen, I'm not the pro here. I'm just a fan who enjoys pretending like I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> You're just a Giants fan who likes to, <laughs> who has very sour grapes against the Cowboys and their three feet in the 90s. Well, not um, feet, whatever it was. Thank you again for getting me in an auction draft. Uh, You're we welcome. got a few snake drafts coming back, and we'll be back on Thursday to, like we said, kind of start setting some lineups and uh, maybe even see if we could get someone in here to talk injuries with us. And also, mm -hmm. we're going to lock down, as I said earlier, we're going to lock down our FanDuel weekly game, whatever that might be for the waiver wired podcast. Uh, Jen, I think that's it. I mean, I think yeah. enjoy, enjoy this final Sunday and Monday of just like, Oh, what do we do? Cause then I think our dance card is filled after this. That's week. right. We're going to be busy. It's going to be awesome. And we'll be, we'll be setting lineups next time. You know it. We will. Uh, Thank you to FanDuel. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for, for listening to this. And again, also, lineup questions on Twitter, at Jerry Ferrara. And Jennifer, you are? At Jen Piacenti. On Twitter. So send us some questions. We will get through this all together. We'll talk about it on the show. For those of you who still have drafts, I guess I'll say good luck. But let's, let's wrap it up because the season's about to happen. Thank you for listening, guys. 